The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Email Newsletter Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about everything that you need to know about positioning, creating, growing, and monetizing a marketing newsletter. With us today is Itai Paz, who is the founder and CEO of the Morning Doe Newsletter, which is an email that makes online marketing news clear, actionable, and enjoyable, and you can consume it in five minutes or less. I am a subscriber to The Morning Doe. It is part of my morning routine. I highly recommend following this newsletter. Great source of news for you marketers. Yesterday, Itai and I launched Email Newsletter Week by talking about building your marketing newsletter stack. And the summary of that episode is it's not hard. There are ESPs that are out there, email service providers, that all do a good job with deliverability, collecting your email addresses, and sending the emails to the right people. That part's not complex. Today, we're going to dig into the details talking about content curation strategies for your email newsletter. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Itai Paz, founder and CEO of The Morning Doe. Itai, welcome back to the second episode of Email Newsletter Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thank you very much, Benjamin. Happy to be here. Excited to get into the operational stuff and really talk about getting into the details of creating a newsletter. Yesterday, we talked about, well, how do you create a newsletter? It honestly sounded like it's pretty easy. You kind of pick a lane in terms of what you're sending out, whether you're sending all of your content, summaries of your content, link rounds up, maybe even your newsletter is your product if you're a media company. And really all you're doing is you're creating a relationship with an ESP email service provider. You're building a list and you're sending out your content. Sounds easy. And the devil is in the details here. You got to figure out what you're writing, how you're positioning yourself and what's going to make someone want to sign up for your newsletter. So I want to talk to you about how do you figure out how to position your newsletter? How do you figure out how to write and what makes a great newsletter? You need to know your niche. You need to know your vertical. You need to understand who you're writing or who is your targeted audience that are going to subscribe. You need to figure out what's your unique value proposition. So what are you actually offering them? So the morning though is offering you, you can go and sign up and you'll get daily email with the best information, the best news there is curated just for you and you can read it like under two minutes and you're all updated so that's our unique value proposition this is what we offer so you need to figure out what are you offering them 
And then once you decide on your format, which we discussed yesterday, you need to start writing the newsletter. So first and foremost, you got to think about who your customer is. I'll use an example, the MarTech podcast. We're and have been thinking about changing around our newsletter. We theory write a once a week newsletter. Don't tell anybody. We let it slip every once in a while. We don't actually publish every week, <laughs> but we do want to have a newsletter and be able to stay in touch with our listeners in a different format. Talk to me a little bit about how you figure out what is the right way to provide value to your customers. Are there specific business verticals that are relevant for different types of newsletters? It depends a lot on the business. And I would say also about the business type, the audience, the actual resources that the business has, right? If you really want to have a big operation with lots of content, but you have no money or no resources to invest, so you can't really do that. So it's a factor as well. And also what is good for you, for you, the business owner, or for you, the marketer, or for you, the company, the business, what is good for you? Because doing something that doesn't fit the business or your needs or your wanting, it doesn't really work for the long term, right? When you do something you don't like, it's going to dissolve eventually. So if it's a big corporate, usually they go on big newsletters, like we discussed, they give lots of value, they write more content with writers. And as the business is smaller, you can be a faster lean machine, just give short to the point. I think today people are struggling with time, right? We have less time, especially now with the COVID-19, people are at home, they have kids, they have families, time is shorter. So it's easy to give less information. People love to read, but prefer to get it to the point, like short stream of information versus long ones. That's how we feel. That's how we found it. So every business should find what fits to its own resources, clients, vertical, and needs and, and what they want to do. Okay, so let's play this out. And honestly, I'm going to cut to the chase. I want to pick your brain about what we should do at the MarTech podcast. I've come up with two schools of thought. We create, let's call this influencer style content or thought leadership, or, you know, our podcast is long form content. We could be transcribing it and sending it out to people or summarizing it, turning into blog posts and emailing them. I don't really see a lot of value in that because people could just listen to the podcast already if they want to consume our content. So I go back and forth about, do we create our written long form content when we already have a podcast? Or do we say we're the MarTech podcast? We are meant to help you understand the MarTech landscape. Should we be doing a morning dough style podcast where we're doing a link roundup related to what's happening in the MarTech industry to keep our listeners up to date? Do you have a thought on which direction we should head? I think the second option is much better for you. So I would build a morning dough version for MarTech but incorporate inside the content you're creating. So let's say you decide to send it five days a week. I'm not sure if that's what you want to do, but let's say it's five or once a week. It doesn't really matter. I would incorporate some of the nuggets that you're actually making. So if you have a five episodes released daily, each one of them could be a line. So you would want someone to listen to all five parts, but some people would say, you know, I already have an email system. I want to know that I have the infrastructure. I need to know how to get subscribers, for example. So inside the newsletter, one of the days or once a week, you actually put a bullet point on that and people can directly go and listen and consume the right content. So I would put both your own content, like a curation one, together with the market industry news that you can curate as well. All right. So we're essentially going to write a little bit of a summary of the content we're producing in-house, but we're also doing a roundup of what's happening around the MarTech industry Help me understand the content curation process. 
there's 7,000 MarTech companies. I'm sure that there are lots of other people that are writing great content related to MarTech. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. How do I synthesize what the industry is writing and create a piece of content that's going to be interesting to my listeners? There's no right way or wrong way because what's interesting to one person could be less interesting to another. But when you're an industry expert and you are one, then whatever you decide that makes sense instead of content, that's probably going to interest many people. And that's why you have followers. That's why people follow you and listen to the podcast. So the process we built could be actually duplicated by anyone. Basically, it's a three-step process that we found that brings us five stars review views from our audience. It's amazing. And here's how it goes. So the first one is technology. So there are so many pieces of content, news published every day. It's the internet. It's like, and we're talking just in English, but it's amazing. It's enormous. So we use technologies, tools, resources like Hootsuite or Basumo, Google Alerts, RSS feeds. There are lots of different tools that on a daily basis collect and generate us a list of 600 to 1,000 topics, subjects per day. That's the automatic system. Then we have the next step. We have an expert that has many years experience in digital marketing that goes through this list of almost 1,000 subjects and curate just the top subject that he feels that are the best and curate about 150 to 250 titles. So that's tier number two. The third tier or the third step is in our case in the morning, though I personally am taking my 25 plus years of experience in digital marketing, affiliate marketing, email marketing, and everything, is I personally take up to 250 titles and select the top 21 that I take and then craft it into the Morning Dough newsletter. So it's three tier until we get the, the top of the news that we can actually produce every single day. And that's a simple process that anyone can do. It doesn't require lots of time to build it up. So in terms of content curation, there is no 
single source of generating your content. You mentioned Hootsuite, BuzzSumo, Google Alerts. Essentially, you can go and create a Twitter feed and read through what every single company is posting and take their content and say, hey, this is the interesting stuff that's been bubbled up today. Lots of ways for you to find content. You mentioned that there is a person that is essentially slimming your content base down from 1,000 to about 200. Essentially, they are sorting out the wheat from the chaff, the good from the bad. Why aren't they the one that is curating it all the way down to the 20 links that are relevant? Why do you need to be involved on a daily basis? We could have done it this way. We could have had one person. Eventually, the process could be two tiers. What we felt that worked for us very well, that this person has a little bit less experience than I do. He's 10 years into the market and I have 25. So for now, what we're doing, he collects the information. He builds the first chunk. He cuts the first chunk and then I cut the second one. It could be the same person. But for us, as we build it, I wanted it to be perfect. And again, there's nothing like we say perfect, but I wanted to make sure that when we send the newsletter, People just love it. People look and say, it's good. And when we send the mailer, we know when it's really exciting, when it's not. Just to give you an example. So when there's holidays in the States since Christmas and almost no content was published, very little. We felt it right away through the process of curating. When I got the list of the end result, I said, okay, it's a good newsletter, but it's not the best of the best as we did before. Just because there's not enough content in certain week of the year. It's 10 days of the year. So we felt that the process is really powerful when... I'm able to control it and just pick the best ones. So you go through this process of figuring out what are relevant pieces of content. You have an admin or a junior marketer that's sorting through, and then you as the executive is going through and saying, all right, here's the pieces of content we want to publish. How do you figure out what is the piece of content that you want to publish? So we're looking, first of all, on two important things. The, the top content we curate for sure, it's news, but news that you must know. So that's the top ones. Then you go to news that it's good to know. And then we give you the rest of the things that we feel that have value, that the content is valuable. We'll just give you an example. So Jeff Bezos just announced that he leaves Amazon in a few months. So we put a title inside. And is it super important for anyone that Jeff Bezos is actually leaving? I don't think it changes anything for any of us in the market or for most of us. But still, it's a news worthy of having. We are in the MarTech, in the online industry, digital marketing industry. He is one of the people that changed the, the e-commerce industry. So definitely, it's a worthy to know. Is it valuable for you to click actually and read more? Maybe and maybe not. By the way, I wouldn't click on that. I would read the title and say, okay, so he left and someone is replacing him. And that's it. And that's okay as well. That's a value that the morning dough gives. You don't actually need to click. You could have clicked and read more. Some people did. But we select the content that makes sense that I love to read it. I think that as a marketer, I would get a value. Some people love to write about the privacy issue. Everyday privacy issue is a big one. So there are like zillions of titles every day. But people are tired. We care about it, but to a certain point. So we try to be like interested, relevant, and practical. What can you do with it? Is it practical for you or it's just a waste of time to actually even write it? Interesting, relevant, and practical. I think that that's a great tip. 
Now, one of the things that I've noticed with the morning dough is that you've changed formats a, a fair amount. There used to be different modules. You were talking, summarizing some content, and there was graphics for everything, different sections where you'd have useful links and article summaries and did you know and quizzes and all sorts of different stuff. And now you've streamlined down to, hey, here's the individual articles with your 20 links. Talk to me about what you learned and why did you streamline the content from various formats to just a single one? Before I tell you why, just so the listeners can understand, the actual change that we did from a longer with images and quizzes and everything to 20 bullet points email, just a bullet with a title, and we add some images just if they're really giving you value. So you actually, the image is value. We found out that when we did that, the results, the engagement, the click-through rates went up significantly. That's interesting to me. So the more that you've streamlined and simplified your emails, the better the engagement was. Why do you think that's the case? Like I said, there's people that love to read longer emails with images, people that love to read less. I think we're targeting marketers. The online marketing industry is full of information, overflow of information. So by doing that, we were able to give you just what you need. No fluffy, no games, no quiz. You want quiz? There's so many quiz out there. We said, let's put the fun aside. It's two minutes. Go through the titles. That's it. But the actual trigger to do that, and you're asking why we did it, wasn't because we thought the engagement is not good. The reason we did it, and that goes to what we discussed in yesterday's session, was that when we began, I was writing it. And I said, I feel more comfortable to write short. I prefer to write short. I have ADD. I like to write something that I love to read. I don't want to read all these long emails. So why should I prepare them? So remember I said, do what you love to do. So we just changed the format. It was a process. We started to drop another box and another box and another box. And we saw the engagement goes up. So we said, oh, it's good. It's like you give less, but you get more. Work less, get better engagement create more value. That was my takeaway from some of the changes that you've seen. It's honestly one of the reasons why I've stuck around with the Morning Doe newsletter is that the fluff isn't there. And I think that that's relevant for a newsletter that's value prop is we're going to quickly get you some information. Talk to me about not only the content curation, but when you think about your titles, what actually gets people to open and get to the sort of top of funnel engagement when it comes to newsletters? How do you create your titles? What have you learned from your almost a year now of building your newsletter? So this is really cool. When we're talking about subject of emails to open them, topically, every business that sends a newsletter or an email, especially a newsletter, wants to be able to send a newsletter where it doesn't really matter what's written on the subject. People will always open. But that's only after you actually show them that you have value. So that's the end goal. No matter what you write, it's like when someone calls you, you just know who it is. You answer the call. You don't really care what he wants to say to you, but you want to answer the call because you know he has value for you. So the same thing goes here. But when we go into actual why people open, which title, there's lots of theories, lots of things. We tested many things. The best things, the best titles usually are the ones that are with numbers, are the ones that are intriguing. So like this is going to change your overall operation online. So you usually want to open it. But remember one thing, when you do a newsletter, which is multi-topics, the title is tricky, right? Because the title should be deferred to one of the topics. So we play with it all the time. I actually don't have a rule for that. We just take it every day. We select the best title we think for the day and we put it. 
we see over time the same open rate. So we started in June. I think after three months, when we started to change the format, we started to see the same open rate no matter what title we write. We can have an empty one or just say newsletter and people will open it. And that's the end goal. I think that you've honed in on your audience understands the content and so they've moved past the actual title. And that says something about the content and the value that you're creating. The last question that I have for you, Ty, is you can go through and you can curate a list that could be 10,000 links long, or you can do one that's two links long. What's the most important news story of the day? What are all of the important news stories of the day? Why did you decide to create a newsletter that was 20 links long? What's your thought process on the length and the amount of content you're providing? We just tested it. We started with 12, 13, 14, 15, and as we see that there's more valuable content, we get to 20. We try not to cross it some days. If there's enough important things, then we cross the 21, 22, 23, but we try to not cross the 20. It could be 15. Some days it could be even 15. I don't want to overburn you with titles or news that are not important. So it's all about thinking about the user. We found that up to 20 is usually a good number. You can scan it in two minutes. And that's the formula that we tested over time and it works for us. You know, I said last question before, but when you're going through your content curation and you're the end arbiter of what gets included in the morning dough, are you actually going through and reading the 20 articles? How do you know if the information in the link is valuable? We don't put a link that we don't go over the actual content. Otherwise, we're just being an automated machine worked by a person. So we go through the content, we read it because it's very important to have valuable content. And sometimes it's an important content. And when I read it, it's actually not good enough. So I just go and search online for similar news. So let's say Jeff Bezos for that matter. We talked about earlier. So Jeff Bezos left Amazon. Then I search for somewhere else, another website that actually wrote about it, that the content is more fit to our audience, that I feel that it's written better. And we just change the source but it's still the same title in that sense. So it's all about getting the valuable content. We don't just copy paste it. We put the value and that's part of the value for our readers. All right. So the curation process goes beyond just reading the titles, just reading the tweets. You actually have to pay attention to the articles. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Itai Paz, founder and CEO of The Morning Doe. If you'd like to hear more of Itai and Morning Doe's tips for running a successful email newsletter, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning when we talk about the secrets to growing your newsletter subscriber base. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Itai, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Paz. that's I-T-A-Y-P-A-Z, or you can visit his company's website, which is morningdo.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to our website, martechpod.com. We've got summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. 
Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.